what these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, your Wednesday best bets episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined tonight by Jay Money. You can find him on Twitter at JMoneyIsMoney, giving out quality plays every single night on this podcast. He's been absolutely on fire. Uh, no one loves him more than our producer, podcast head honcho, Matt Mitchell. Um, Jay is going to have my job soon because Matt Mitchell is just going to give him <laughs> all, all, all of the things for all the flowers for how hot he's been this season. And rightfully so also joining us is Sean Little. You can catch him on Twitter at Chicago flow from MSG networks. We're going to go through our best bets for the Wednesday slate in the association, um, which features a ton of back to backs because, you know, instead of just playing games on Monday, the NBA has to go and fuck around and be like, no, 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 we're going to got to make room for the kiddos to shoot 20% from the field. And now we have to cram all these games. in at the end of the, there's like 21 back to backs in the last six games of the season. I'm so mad at all this nonsense as such, as we record this on Tuesday night, we don't have all the lines, but we're going to still have some best bets for you. We'll go through those in a second reminder. Everything we talk about on today's show can be found in the award-winning action network app. You can track, your picks, you get up to the second information where the bets and money are coming in on. Our daily show, Green Dot Daily, is in there. Our baseball show playoff pitch is in there. Our Masters coverage is in there. You want to make sure you got all that Masters coverage. Playoff picture, updating nightly. I have a piece on the Lakers and how I bet them to both win the NBA title and miss the playoffs. I bet both of those things yesterday and put them in the app. And I explain why in an article on the apps. So make sure to check that out. As always, we'll go around the slate, then we'll go back and we'll do the cap. Jay Money, let's start with you. What what absolute in fuego banger are you gonna hit us with tonight? Man, a lot of pressure, man. I don't I don't love the card, I'll be honest with you, but I will rock with the Pelicans in the first quarter in a bounce back spot. Okay. Sean Little, what do you like tomorrow? Yeah, same game for me. Pelicans Grizzlies first half under 117 and a half. Um, we'll get into the full game potentially two at 232 and a half, but right now, official play. Pelicans Grizzlies first half under 117 and a half. Okay, I'm taking Bulls Bucks under 231. It's going to be my play on the night. I'm also going to grab the Indiana Pacers versus the New York Knickerbockers plus nine with an absolutely just stank crew roster. That is a gross game that I'm taking, but I like the spot. We'll get into why in a second. Jay, let's start with you. So uh, you're back in the New Orleans Pelicans in the first quarter. Pelicans off of a very disappointing loss to mm-hmm. the the kings the kings the kings yes. wrapped up the division got smoked at their own place why do you like the pelicans tomorrow i like this play as well but i'm curious to know why you like the first quarter yeah it's a bounce back spot for the pelicans here i know the grizzlies can be good early in games i believe they've over their last two on the road in the first quarter but this is a different spot this is a double revenge spot for the pelicans um and they come off a game versus the kings where are a lot different offense than the grizzlies are grizzlies are a little bit more methodical they like to get out in transition whereas the kings in the half court um they're i mean they're just a ton to deal with it's almost like a mini warriors team to deal with in the in the half court so i'm i see a little bit easier path for the pelicans here defensively i do expect their defense to 
show up. I like I like Sean's play as well. But third straight home game, they need all these wins. They need they have to have a better start as well. You got to try to come out here and hop on the Grizzlies here. So um, Grizzlies, uh, this is only their uh, third home road back to back for the season. They're one and one in those first quarters. There, the one that they did cover was versus the Houston Rockets, the Pelicans. This is their fifth home home back to back. They're four and zero against the spread so far in the first quarter here. So uh, give me the Pelicans here in the first quarter to uh, bounce back spot. I think they, the Grizz got to rest guys here. This is third and four back-to-back. This is the third and four back-to-back the week before the playoffs. Uh, Grizzlies are locked into two, three, essentially. The Nuggets' magic number is one, even though they fucked around and lost to the Rockets. Like, I don't know that one gets you that much better of a matchup than two. I don't know that three gets you that much worse of a matchup than two. Like, one, two, three, you're going to be facing some permutation of Pelicans, uh, Warriors, lakers or clippers like you're getting one of those teams essentially maybe the wolves depending on what happens the door kind of open tonight for the wolves to get back in that conversation but even then i don't think memphis would love that if you're the grizzlies and you've got all these guys that are your rotation's already short you're still without stephen adams you're still without brandon clark you got a lot of minutes on jjj coming off of a major injury there's every reason for them to rest dudes here so look pelicans got to have this i like this spot I'm going to wait to see the injury report, but I do think the New Orleans takes care of business as a bounce back spot. I'm with you on this. I think this is a great pick. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you guys as well across the board. Also, they they lost to the Kings. They they barely cracked 100, gave up 121 to the Kings, but it was only a bad second quarter, really. They gave up 25 points to the best offense in the NBA in the first. Then they gave up 31 in the third and then 25 in the fourth. Uh, I mean, the Kings didn't have to, to stay on the gas. But still defensively, I really like what the Pelicans are doing and like you guys are laying out. It's a bounce-back spot, third and four for Memphis. I'm excited to see who is on that injury report, who's on that list, because we, we still have a little bit of the, the motivation where the you know Memphis wants to hang on to number two in the West. All right, just went final, actually, as we're recording this. Los Angeles Lakers get the win versus the Jazz, so that sets them up for their back-to-back spot versus the Clippers. We don't have a line on that game yet let's go to sean's pick so you like that underplay there you talked about that grizzlies pelicans i i guess like my only thing on the grizzlies pelicans under is if the grizzlies rest a bunch of guys and this turns into more of like a track meet with a bunch of the younger dudes just kind of flying up the floor david roddy does that concern you at all like does the injury report affect your grizzlies pelicans first half play here at all uh, I don't think so. I it, it would potentially open up a little bit more if they do let the guys that haven't been getting tons of minutes in this third and fourth situation that Memphis is in. But I think overall, this is more about how well the Pelicans have been playing defense and how big of a spot, um, a must-have spot this is going to be. And I'm looking at the first half here because typically tired legs are going to come in the second half. And that's where I see the easy buckets coming in this matchup. We do have to see who's on the injury report when that drops. But as we went over, Pelicans on a back-to-back, Grizzlies on three and four days. And that motivation is still there for Memphis to play some guys. They want to hold on to that number two spot with the Kings still nipping at their heels a little bit, try to switch the, to flip-flop that two and three for those guys. And the Pelicans are obviously, this is a must-have game. They're trying to stay in that seven-eight slot for the play-in. But let's jump into some of these numbers. The Pelicans on the defensive end have been sensational over the last 10 games. They're number one in the, in the NBA in defensive, uh, in defensive rating at 107.3. 
the best defensive stretch they've played all year. They're, they they have been fortunate to miss some 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 key guys in some spots. They held the Nuggets to 88 points without Jokic. I understand that. But they've still been playing stellar D. 3-6-1 to the under in the first half in their last 10. Listen to the full year ATS to the under. 30-46-2 in the first half to the under are the Pelicans this year. Like I mentioned when Jay was going, they they slowed up the Kings a bunch for the majority of the game. They just had a really bad second quarter where they gave up 40 points. In two of the four frames against the Kings, they gave up 25 points apiece. And then if we want to talk talking about offense, I'm just focusing on defense. We know the Pelicans struggled to score. They only scored 103 versus the Kings just Tuesday night, who's a, a, a at best a middle-of-the-pack defensive squad. And most of that, the – the, the defense for Sacramento is going to come from just blistering offense and slowing guys down on that side. Let's talk about the Grizzlies. I, I purely want to focus on the home road split. They're just a different team on the road, especially on the offensive end. At home in the grindhouse, Memphis is averaging 120 points per game. On the road, 113.4, 5 and 5 over under ATS on the road in the last 10. I think this is a must have game. For the Pelicans, they're going to show up early, ready, and uh, depending on who plays for Memphis, I think it's just going to be a grinder early that could potentially open up late. Give me first half Grizzlies Pelicans under one seventeen and a half. All right, so this all tracks. This all tracks. I think it's I think it's solid. I think I think especially if Memphis rest guys, then I think it, that you're probably good just because they won't be as efficient, right? Like Jaw won't push the pace yeah. as much as the reserves will, and they may set tie us too. Um, one thing I'm a little bit concerned about, you actually mentioned, mentioned it, is like the Pelicans offense is not great. And that actually helps you here. The issue is like how bad they were tonight versus the Kings. So like you have this really bad performance right. versus Sacramento. I just looked this up. Um, this season at home off a loss, when you make less than 10 threes, the numbers are 109.82 to the over. That's 57%. So like what I'm tracking there basically is like, you shot like shit last night. You come yeah, back the next night, you're like, I'm not shooting like shit again. It's yeah. like, that's kind of the concern. But even then, like, usually with Memphis, I worry about pace. But on the road, they don't force as many turnovers. And with all the guys missing, I think this is likely to be okay. I'm a little bit worried about the, about the chaotic nature of what this may look like with the reserves for the for the pace of the game. Like, anytime yeah. that we get a bunch of reserves in that guys are like, hey, I get my chance to shine – What's the easiest way for you to get a chance to shine? Is it to run disciplined, controlled sets and really run? No, you're just like, fuck it. I'm going to run up and down the floor and I'm going to try and score as much as possible to get my numbers up and to try and get another contract. So like little worried about it, but I can't hate the play. Uh, Jay, you've obviously got the Pelicans in this game. Do you have any thoughts on the, on the total here as a play? On the first half. Well, I did hear them say in the post-game interview that they need to shoot a lot more threes. That it, mm. it doesn't mean they're going to make them, but I mean, two defensive squads. Um, maybe I'd have to see who's going to play because obviously, if Triple J out, I think he's the defensive player of the year. If he's out, it could really hurt their defense. But um, still, one seventeen is re really an astronomical number. We know the Pelicans are still going to play really good defense no matter who's out there. Um, it's not like they're about to come in here and put 70, 70 points in the first half as well. So um, I still like the under there one seventeen. And like I said, if some guys do sit for the Grizzlies it'll hurt them more offensively uh in my opinion so uh, i think it gets there i think it gets there that's exactly what i was going to say if you, if I'll, I'll take the pelicans d against the number one unit if you're going to give it to me against the number two in a must win spot at home mm -hmm. I'll, I'll take it all day all right my uh play for the wednesday slate bulls bucks i'm going to take the under 231 here 
Uh, Bucks on a back-to-back, obviously. Bulls on a back-to-back as well. Bulls need this one quite a bit more than the Bucks do. Um, I don't. The Bucks are still aiming for the number one seed. They're not clear of that yet. They, the magic number is down to one with the uh, Celtics loss to the Sixers on Tuesday night. Uh, I've got this projected uh, on my numbers, but all the way down at 224. If I use a, another model that kind of projects in random miscellaneous projections, I still only get this to 229. Uh, 231 is, is really high. This is two great defensive teams. This number is a 231 for two squads that are really great defensively. And you say, well, the Bucks might rest guys. Okay. Are the Bucks backups going to be able to score heavily versus a Chicago team that leans on its defense? Chicago doesn't shoot a lot of threes. The Bucks struggle to generate threes if they're resting guys. Maybe Drew Holiday plays and maybe he goes off and puts up some threes. I can't imagine that they're gonna gonna play a lot of these guys in this spot. They still have they gotta win one of their final two games just in order to, to get the lock up the one seed. I think that's pretty well set. Um pace, I don't necessarily worry about this. It is a road back to back for Chicago, so maybe the defense struggles. But on the other end of this is like this is a third and back third and four back to back. Again, marvelous work, NBA. A third and four back to back for both of these squads. I think it'll probably be they're more likely to try and focus in on defensive side. The Bucks won't put up much of a fight considering where they're at in the standing. So I'll take the under 231. Jay, you want to warn me off of it or am I okay here? Couldn't talk you off. Uh need to see who's gonna play. I mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of asking you, do you think everybody's gonna play for the books here? I would like to lean towards the Bulls here, plus a seven. Coming off a bad loss, they were probably looking ahead to this game. I mean, also, I mean, I love the bounce back spots here. I can only look towards Bulls plus the seven. Um, I know Giannis has been trying to stat pad, trying to get uh, trying to climb up the MVP race, although I don't think it's gonna matter. But uh, maybe he's seeing bead went for 52 and uh and 13 rebounds. It's like, all right, that's it. Uh let me just go ahead and sit out one of these games. Obviously, 34 back to back, rode home back to back as well. Uh, I believe the Bulls have beaten them two times this year um, already and then the uh, Bucks beat them the last time so the Bulls have shown that they can hang with them this year I'd like to lean towards the Bulls here plus the seven yeah I mean I think I'd probably lean that way I guess here's what I would say is if the Bucks rest guys I like the Bulls less like I don't I don't I don't want a shorter number and I don't want the Bulls in any sort of spot where like tonight's a good example of this they got the Hawks it's a great opportunity for them to move up in the standings they could really make a push for maybe an eight seed and what do they do they shit the bed every time they have a good opportunity they shit the bed so like when the Bulls are counted out when it's like well the Bulls are done that's when they're like we're here and then whenever it's like hey great spot for you guys they're like whoop I mean so I I can't get there but I don't blame you for leaning leaning the seven um, wait for the injury report, I guess, to see where the line moves and figure out from there. Cause I, I, I can't touch this one. I don't trust Chicago. Um, even though I, and like, I rightfully at least stayed away in that Hawks game. I was like, Ooh, you know, the bulls. And I was like, no, no, this is the bulls. Sean, what do you think about that one? Yeah, it's, they're the most polarizing team in the NBA from a, from a night to night basis. They've clinched the play in spot now. So the, the flexibility is not as wide They're They're in per se, to at least get a chance to get into the playoffs. It's an interesting spot. Yeah, we. this is – this. these last three games, as the windows close up, especially in the West, the injury report's going to be key, and that's something you're going to have to look at before you start putting in any wagers. Uh, final one for me is going to be Pacers plus nine. Uh, this is pretty simple. Pacers have actually been surprisingly pretty competitive. Um, the first couple of games after they sat Hallie and everybody, they were really, 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 really awful because they really hadn't played together. But now they're in that kind of run where like it's kind of like the Hornets. If you notice, like the Hornets got blown out tonight by Charlotte, but like or by the Raptors, but the Hornets are actually playing a little bit better. 
And the, part of that's just because like they're getting minutes together. They're figuring out how to play with one another. This is less about that. And it's more about Knicks. Uh, Knicks locked the five tonight. They're It's done. Cavs won. So they're in four. Nets lost. So the Knicks are in five. So Cavs, Knicks is set four five. Knicks are done. Like their season's done. Their regular season is done. They've accomplished what they can. There's nothing more for them to do. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Pacers plus nine here. Knicks may come out and like try and make a statement or whatever, keep the good vibes rolling, et cetera. But once you know that there's nothing more that you can do, motivation tails off. And I think that there's a good chance that the Knicks kind of peel here. So it's just too many points for a team with zero motivation. So Jay, I'm going to grab the nine with it with Indy. You like it? I will not be the one to talk you off. I'll lean the Pacers as well, plus the nine. We know that they don't want to win, but, I mean, asking them to stay in this game, it could be one of those classic spots where they're up and then, you know, they kind of take some players out or whatever to make sure that they lose the game and try to get as many uh, percentage points for for Victor. But um, nine is way too many here for a team that doesn't, like you said, these are the spots. Remember you asked me this yesterday, man. These are the spots where you don't want to ask a team to win by double digits when they have literally nothing to gain and you don't want to, um, you don't want to risk injury as well so you want to go into the playoffs playing well but I, I some tells me we don't see the best defensive effort from the Knicks tomorrow uh heavily lean to the Pacers plus nine for me as well yeah I lean Pacers this is also Tom Thibodeau that we're talking about as well keep that in mind the the little bit of motivation out there is quickly is going to try to lock up that six man of the year yeah um that's the only thing that I could that I could think of that you know could could get those guys rolling, especially that second unit with uh, quickly potentially Jalen Brunson on an All NBA as well. So those are the couple of factors that might get those guys out there running up and down. But nine does seem heavy. All right, this nine just pops. So I want to talk about it. Los Angeles Lakers win in overtime versus the Utah Jazz. Anthony Davis and LeBron James play on a back to back tomorrow versus the Los Angeles Clippers. Line just opened Lakers minus one, which. Hell no. Wow. Um, that's a fan duel right now. Lakers minus one. LeBron said he needs to ice his foot after when asked <laughs> about playing in the back to and the back to back. We'll see like whether he does or not. The Warrior the reason I think this game is hard to cap for us right now is the Warriors are trailing by three to the Thunder. If the Warriors lose, the Lakers have tiebreaker, which means the Lakers can punt tomorrow, help the Clippers get five. Lakers win out. Now that's risky because you don't win out and you're in trouble. If Utah snags snags them on the second game, they're in real trouble sliding back into the play-in. But that puts the Lakers in pole position to finish sixth. Get the Kings, avoid the Suns, avoid the play-in. Like that is the ultimate scenario if you're the Los Angeles Lakers. The Pelicans lost tonight, so they got a game on them. They got an opportunity here to be able to get into that sixth spot, but it would require now. If they win both, they're in the driver's seat for five, which I don't know that that you necessarily want. But I've said this a lot. You can't really screw around with like the risk here. But the tiebreaker scenario, if the Warriors lose, and again, they're only down three to the Thunder at home. It's now tied as we're recording this. What I would tell you is like as you're trying to look at betting Clippers Lakers tomorrow is you need to factor in the outcome of that Warriors game and how that will impact what they do tomorrow with a rest situation, because their situation is very good if the Warriors lose. They get a real good chance of avoiding the play-in, but also avoiding the five. Like, they're the team that can do this. I looked at all the tiebreakers today. The Lakers are the one team, because of their tiebreaker situations, that can pull that off, especially with the Pels loss. So, something to keep in mind here, 
Like, I don't think Lakers should be minus one. If we're talking about this from a pure cap perspective, I do not think the Lakers should be minus one on the back-to-back versus the Clippers. But I also think that line probably moves. So if you listen to this, it's still one. Factor in what happens with that Warriors game. Now, if the Warriors come back and win this game, I think Lakers probably try and win it. But even then, I don't know if Anthony Davis played. They said flat out Anthony Davis is not playing back-to-backs this season. It's what they said. So we'll see what they kind of come down to on it. Jay, you got any leads or inclination on this game? This It excites me so much. I love the last week of the season, especially when you know teams are trying to lose on purpose. I feel like those I mean, those are really where I've made my biggest bets. Like, where I, I know for a fact they don't want to win this game, and it seems like the books don't know it. So this just excites me so much. Obviously, this year in the West is crazy as, if, as it's ever been. But, yeah, we need to see if the Warriors are going to win. I don't like the spot for the Lakers. They have lost 10 straight games to the L.A. Clippers. So that's a, that's 10 times revenge um, is what I like to call it. But I don't like the spot. Back-to-back <laughs> coming from the Utah, um, and they had and went to overtime in altitude, back to back, fifth game of a road trip, a third game in four nights, all that good stuff. So it's actually a horrible spot for the Lakers. I hope they, and it's just, uh, the last thing I'll say, no one wants that five seed. I mean, it's crazy because nobody wants to face the Suns in the first round. But I actually think the Lakers with Vanderbilt, uh, and if they get Bumble back, they actually could match up well with the Suns. It's going to be a really great series. But I would like to see Lakers, um, Suns. I think they match up better with them. But yeah, it's just so I, the the, the Warriors are they it looks like they're uh, trying to lose on purpose to duck the suns there it's the craziest thing but the defending champs are ducking teams in the playoffs i just think they're they're not very good i i i don't i i was at that game yeah. sunday versus the nuggets without Jokic, and i'm telling you like they wanted that game they were pissed afterwards they just lost like i think we're all reading like oh the warriors are losing on purpose i'm like i don't know guys i think they might just be bad um yeah not bad but just like not as good as it could be warriors just took the lead 110 108 we'll see how that one plays out we'll have analysis for you of that on action network make sure to follow that in nba bet reminder tomorrow uh is nba bet stream i'm on kings mavericks tomorrow on nba bet stream make sure to check that out in the league pass app go to the nba app if you're watching that game just click on streams you can watch a, a stream that's all about betting talk futures talk mvp after mb's big 52 point night all that stuff check that out make sure to follow jay on twitter at jay money is money and sean on twitter at chicago flow check him out on the action network app download that thing right now or thanks to our producer david payne we'll be back tomorrow with the thursday edition of best bets with sean and company till then let's get buckets Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.